Welcome to Connected with Geotab. This is a rebroadcast of the Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends podcast, and it features Scott Suterik, the Vice President of Commercial Vehicle Solutions at Geotab. In this episode, they talk about how data is challenging the notions of what we think we know and how to leverage data to create actionable solutions. They also discuss Geotab's role in NACFI's Runner Less events and the importance of continuing to push technical innovation. Special thanks to the Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends podcast for letting us repost this podcast that originally aired September 14th, 2021. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 34, Scott Suterik, Vice President, Commercial Vehicle Solutions at Geotab, talks about what keeps him in trucking, the insights that can be gotten from data, how data challenges the notions of what we think we know, and how to leverage information to turn it into actionable data that allows us to solve problems. We also discuss the company's role in NACV's Run On Less events, which have provided detailed proof of what is happening in the real world with fleets and the importance of continuing to push boundaries and being innovative. Today we have joining us Scott Suterik, Scott's Vice President, Commercial Motor Vehicles at Geotap. Hello, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Mike, for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, this is going to be great catching up. I mean, this um, you know this podcast is about Mike Roth and friends, or with Mike Roth and friends, and uh, we we go way back. And and uh, I, I have an idea here, Scott. I mean, we we met a good while ago. Maybe you can you can uh, describe how we met the first time, and then I think I'm gonna I'll, I'll share how we maybe remet <laughs> if you don't mind. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that works. Uh, so I started off my career uh, at a truck OEM, uh, International Truck and Engine, and uh, I was a trainee. And uh, so I spent six months in the Chicagoland area uh, working in various departments. And uh, one day uh, my manager uh, asked uh, if I'd ever been out to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I, I told him I hadn't. Um, and so he said, well, you're going to be spending the next six months there. And so uh, I got uh, transferred out to the Fort Wayne TDTC, uh, which was the engineering facility for international truck and engine. And uh, I was an application engineer there. And so uh, when I first got out there, I was uh, doing a tour of the building. And uh, in the very front, they had executive offices. And that's where I met Mike. Uh, that was back <laughs> in 2009, if you think about it. That was, what, 12 years ago now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, that goes back. And so uh, I don't know. Did I help you as a trainee or uh, or not? I, I don't think so. I mean, at the time, you know, I was a little, uh, you know, shocked. Um, you know, at the uh, at you know where I was, it was very different from you know the, you know what I had been doing for the first six months. And so just trying to take uh, you know. Uh, just a high-level understanding of everything that was going on, and so it was just a, a very casual meeting greet. But it was good meeting you there, and you know, 12 years later, we're still chatting. So yeah, and then I don't know, maybe five, right in the middle of that, maybe five or six years in, um, you know, we we kind of met again as NACI was getting rolling and really trying to figure out data uh, for efficiency and the work we do, and so we uh, we engaged again and. You told me about that first meeting. I, I, I got a kick out of it. So, um, so you, you know, here you are, you know, Scott, you've been in the commercial vehicle space for a while, and, you know, this kind of it, – it gets in our blood, I think. So, you know, what is it about trucks in this industry that keeps you, you in it? Because you're, you're pretty passionate and dedicated, um, given what I've seen you do. 
what keeps you what keeps you in this industry? No, that's a great question. So it's funny you ask that. So uh, actually, back out in Fort Wayne, uh, one of my mentors uh, he told me he said, you know, Scott, if you're in this uh, this industry for more than two years, you're you're never going to leave, right? And I'm, obviously, that's not always the case. But for me, it has been, right? And you know, from my standpoint, it's it's simply I love the challenge, right? Uh, the complexity, the evolution of the trucks and technology. I mean, it's always keeping you on your toes. I mean. I used to say, you know, nothing would shock me uh, in this industry, and uh, I've been proven wrong over and over on that that subject. Uh, it's just so dynamic and ever-changing. Yeah, I think it starts with uh, the complexity. Um, and, you know, uh, I try not to think about things as right or wrong or good and bad, because, and when you, you know, when you hear the word complexity, uh, and particularly applied to our industry, you know, some of us look at it and go, oh, man, that's hard. You know, every truck's different. So many duty cycles, so many uh, regulations that, that drive things, you know, state to state, country to country. Um, but on the other hand, you know, it has huge diversity. And I think um, that, you know, those of us that kind of stick in it for a whole career, we, we enjoy creating solutions given that complexity. Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's a great segue about, you know, my current employer, Geotab. I mean, we're here, we're an engineering firm, and we're really here to help solve complex problems, right? And and that's what our senior leadership uh, focuses on, and that's what we focus on. And, you know, it's a great way to look, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just a great way to look at it, so. You know, and so let's talk about Geotab a bit. I mean, um, you know, data, uh, you, you know, I, I think, you're part of helping us figure out what maybe the term big data means to trucking, right? I mean, is that how would you summarize what Geotab is doing for, for the whole industry? And maybe maybe talk through it, Scott, in terms of what's in it for the fleets or the truck builders or maybe other like, like Maxi. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so Geotab is, is a rather unique company in which um, we are we're privately owned. Um, and all of our shareholders are employees of the company. And so uh, we don't have outside uh, money. We don't have outside shareholders, uh, and we're completely uh, debt-free. So we're, we've been bootstrapped, uh, you know, by our founder and have, unfortunately, profitable enough to keep the uh, business going. And so at the end of the day, you know, we're really looking to make, um, you know, be able to, take what we have and utilize that to make changes, you know, in the world, you know, it could be safety, be environmental or whatnot. But I guess at the end of the day, what I'm getting at is we got 2.4 million vehicles on the roads, the vast majority of North America, generating a tremendous amount of data, uh, over 40 billion data points per day. And that data gets uh, pushed into our, our big data system, uh, which we partner with Google on. And then from there, we're able to take this data and anonymize it, aggregate it, and then be able to work with our partners and offer really interesting insights. Um, so it could be everything from urban planning, it could be environmental, uh, it could be operational efficiencies, and the list goes on and on. Uh, but we have a team of 100 data scientists that Lever we utilize for everything from uh, fail fast, fail cheap type methodology, you know, on uh, proof of concepts, uh, to working with partners like NACFI on solving problems or questions that they pose to us. So um, the ability to do that, have that, that breadth of uh, support to be able to answer these questions, in many cases at no cost um, to the partner, is really unique to Geotab, I, I believe. You sell devices into the marketplace, you do analytics and all that. And I think, 
you know, kind of at the end of the day, what, what I find interesting is you're able to separate opinion um, and even like experienced opinion. Like, so, I mean, like many of us that's been in the industry, you know, for a long time, we've learned a lot and sort of have, but some of it can be still very like opinionated um, where, you know, we think we know, but sometimes the data and I've been, you know, I've, I've been trying to be very open-minded about what I think I know about the industry. I haven't been in it 35 years to, to let the data, you know, prove me wrong if I'm wrong or, or basically clearly change it. So is that something you're seeing out in the marketplace? Or, I mean, do you get surprised sometimes yourself with what the data is telling you versus what you may have already thought? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that comes up on a regular basis, right? I mean, at the end of the day, everybody has uh, – they're, I like to say habits, right, a habit loop, right, you know, you do something day in and do out and you continue doing it, right, you have the same beliefs and I think one of the great things about data is that it has the ability to really challenge preconceived notions that might have been right, you know, five, ten years ago or heck, it might have been right six months ago, but something changed and, you know, you have to adopt it. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, one way I want to um, talk about change and what's going on with um you know, in this telematics and data analysis is, um, you know, I mentioned it a few a few minutes ago. I remember when NACFI wanted to kind of expand our efforts to become even more data-driven and so forth. And, and I asked a bunch of fleets, I said, you know, who out there is some of the, you know, key companies that can help us do that? And, like, most all of them said Geotab. So that was, like, seven or eight years ago. So, Scott, take us back. Let's do this. Take us back seven or eight years, and, and what was Geotab like then, and what are you doing, you know, today? And I think why I asked it that way is that's a real-world example that you're living and have lived uh, to help us and the audience really think about, um, you know, where telematics and analytics and, and data-driven decision-making come in just a short period of time. So you up for that? Can you kind of yeah, describe yeah, yeah, where and do the do the like seven years ago versus today for the company and maybe an example or two of something? Yeah. So uh, seven years ago, um, I did not work at Geotab, um, but they were one of my partners um, at the time. And uh, you know, at that point, Geotab was a relatively small company. Uh, less than 100 employees, um, a decent amount of units, let's say, probably between 100 and 200,000 units. I don't have the numbers in front of me at that time. But, uh, you know, it was clear at the time that they, at least to me, uh, as I was managing uh, about 15 different telematics providers at the time, uh, was definitely one to keep an eye on. And, and really, that was because of their engineering problems, right? Um, so the CEO and my CEO, Neil Cause, is an engineer, um, and so it was all about solving problems and, you know, once you solve problems, you're going to get more and more business and, and that's what we've been able to do over the years. And so about five and a half years ago, um, I joined Geotab and, you know, if you think about data at that point, we had one data scientist at the time, uh, Dan, wow. he was the wow. only guy we had, right? So in 2016, we bought a small startup, um, with three guys, um, though that was uh, Mike, Bernie, and, um, uh, you know, at the time. And um, and it was rather interesting. You know, from there, we've just invested such a significant amount of resources, money um, into that part of the business, and now we have over 100 data scientists. And, and Geotab really 
leverages it in a couple different ways. So obviously we leverage it internally, and so we use that to make a lot of our decisions. Everything we have from call center calls to invoices to accounts payable, everything um, comes into uh, our big data system, right? And then that's how we manage the business. On the flip side of it, we've also been rolling out a number of solutions to our partners or just the ecosystem as a whole, right? So we have something called the data science package where customers can take their geotab data and put it into a Google workbook and uh, they can build adapters to send it to their own systems or they can uh, write their own uh, queries within our system but in their own workbook, right? So we have that. We also have our admission program where we take our anonymized aggregated data and uh, we make that available for anybody with a Gmail account, and they can pull raw data feeds into their back end and build products as well, and we don't even charge for that. Um, so just a way to get this data out into the ecosystem and let people who know what they're doing leverage it in meaningful ways to benefit human society, right? And then the last one is what your initial question was, is, you know, what we're seeing with customers, and it's rather interesting in which everybody has problems, right? And it's how can we leverage data to solve those specific problems? Hmm. So one of my favorite ones is uh, we had a customer, a very large customer, who was having lots of electrical issues. And so uh, basically what we designed using cranking voltage was a system where we can give a score to the health of an electric system, a 12-volt electrical system. So it could be batteries, it could be alternator starters, it could be something wrong, a short in the system somewhere. And we give that score to a fleet or to a vehicle and then allow the fleet to proactively bring that vehicle in. So we don't tell you what's wrong with it. We say, hey, this vehicle needs some help, right? And then an electrician can do a, I'm sorry, a mechanic can do an electrical diagnostic on that vehicle. And we've got that to about 99.5% accuracy. So leveraging one algorithm, which is very complex, mind you, we were able to essentially eliminate electrical failures on the road in this fleet, uh, which has tens of thousands of vehicles. And so that's just one example. And then you multiply that versus all these other issues, and, you know, there's a lot of potential out there. So it sounds like the, the, so the, the opportunity is to not look at data for data's sake, right? Not just say, okay, I need a bunch of – I want a bunch of information and data about my business. It's more about um, looking at the problems you want to solve or we want to solve maybe as a fleet or as a manufacturer and using the data – to lead us to, you know, kind of what's the nature of the problem and, and what solutions might exist out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about actionable insights, right? How do I help that mechanic? How do I help that safety manager? How, how do I help that ops manager make better decisions, right? Actionable insights. That sounds like a tagline for a marketing campaign, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Well, um, another way I thought we could we could we could kick around data and how to use it to to, to improve efficiency and so forth is so just talk to some of the projects that NACFI and Geotad has done together. So, you know, we're we're uh, so I've got a couple. I'd like you maybe both of us can kind of talk through these to kind of uh, give some insights. Uh, you know, we're 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 in the middle of our third run on less electric project, our third run on less project, which is all about electric. Um, trucks this time around you know the first one had seven fleets in, in 2017 we had 10 really big fleets participate in run on less regional and now we've got 13 electric trucks in run on less electric and you know geotez has been a great partner helping us pull data from those trucks 
uh, and push all, out to a, a, a you know a data or a website a dashboard for our projects. Um, thank you for helping us with all of that. It's been incredibly insightful, I think, from the market. I mean, what, how do you view the run on less projects and, and specifically around the role of data? Well, I mean, going back, and you're right, this is the third one. I, I remember sitting down with you and the board and saying, yeah, we're going to do this. And uh, it, it's come a long way, right, you know, from the initial, the second one, and then out to the uh, electric one. And I mean, I, I think that the data is powerful because it helps fleets understand the art of the possible, right? Like when we did the first one, you know, can a diesel truck get 10-plus miles to the gallon? Absolutely. And not only can it be done, but here's proof. And here's detailed proof, right? And, and I think that's what this, this EV run-on list is going to be all about, is being able to show the art of the possible, right? This, these are real-world trucks that are working right now. And here's the data to back up, you know, what these fleets are seeing today. Um, it might be good, it might be bad, but this is real-world, right? And it helps really cut through some of the uh, ambiguity sure. there. Yeah, and what, while we're while we're right here, I mean, I have to believe that it takes a lot of effort for a company like Geotab to develop a, a, a product that'll work with an electric vehicle rather than uh, a, a, an engine one, right? I mean, because your device is looking at um, data on the um, you know on the bus of a truck, which a lot of that is coming off the engine, right? So when the engine leaves, a lot of your data leaves, and you gotta you gotta figure it out. So how did you approach a product, I mean, uh, for for uh, for electric trucks, and and uh, that's the that's the product we're using here, run on less electric. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I mean, I, I guess so. Taking it back a little ways, um, so back in 2017, 2018, uh, we had a good EV solution, but it wasn't best in class. Uh, there was a company called Fleet Karma that did have a best in class product, and so uh, we purchased that company, um, and we got a lot of. Uh, uh, know-how, uh, engineering promise, and uh, over the years we've absorbed that business into Geotap, right? And so uh, we have a, a large group of folks up in our Waterloo office which focus exclusively on EVs. And it, it is interesting in which, you know, when you get to an EV, you're talking about different things. Obviously, fuel economy is a little different. The fuel used is non-existent, right? It's electric. And so we do have to pull different parameters. And these integrations are, they really run the gamut, right? So SAE does have a J1939 um, standard for electric vehicles. And when an EV OEM utilizes that, it's great, right? It's relatively easy to pull. Uh, when they don't, which happens maybe half the time, I would say, uh, then we have to really dig deep and get into the engineering of, um, you know, how do we support this? And, uh you know, in many cases, it's very custom implementations that our engineers have to go through to support these vehicles. Um, and, yeah, it is it is complex. It is time-consuming and costly. But Geotab does believe that electric vehicles are going to play a big part uh, in the future of transportation here in North America and throughout the world. And so we're investing very heavily in them. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do agree with you, Mike. It is uh, – it is very unique, some of the things we've seen over the years. In yeah, and, you know, I, 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 I would sense, too, when you brought up standards, so, you know, we've got a lot of work to do on electric vehicles around charging standards, on-truck standards, you know, training and maintenance standards or recommended practices like we might see out of TMC. And 
I guess in the early days, you know, some of these, particularly the startup manufacturers, whether building or rebuilding trucks to become electric, you know, they may just decide I'm not going to go through all of the efforts to standardize because, you know, they're startup, you know, who knows if they're going to, they're going to make it. So uh, all, all of us sort of have to work with them, um, you know, as these evolve. That's an interesting point you brought up. Uh, another project that McPhee and Geotab is working on that we're collaborating on is, is, is as you mentioned earlier, you, know, you got a whole bunch of data from all of your customers, and you're able to aggregate, and, and with that comes some, you know, uh, analogate or you know keep it confidential uh, some of that data because you aggregate it at a higher level. And I know NACI, along with our partner RMI and and, and uh, Geotab, are looking at what we call electrifiable routes. Uh, focusing on the regional haul tractors, so which which trucks return to base, and so forth and so on, and and um, you know that's been a good project. And actually, RMI recently received a DOE grant to continue that work, but uh, highly valuable. And we'll be publishing um, some reports and some data out of that. But um, you know that that's an exam a real world example of something you brought up a little while ago. You can talk to that just kind of in generalities um, for a minute, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, right, you know, you look at, you look at this, this concept, right, of regional hall, and I mean, I think it's important to have numbers behind it, right, you know, we talked about decision making and how data can lead you one way or another, right, I have a partner of mine, uh, and he made a good comment to me, he's like, we can go really fast the wrong way, or we can go really fast the right way, right, um, and I think this sort of, you know, is, is, can be seen here, right, you know, a lot of, uh, what do you call a lot of infrastructure can be put in the wrong places without the right data. And so, I mean, that's why I think things like this are just so very valuable as we continue to, you know, put uh, electric charging stations and, you know, build these corridors. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it is. It is. And something we're learning, I personally am learning. I mean, you know, in trucking, we get kind of caught up in the uh, you know, the, the longer haul, higher mileage routes. You know, trucking is four or 500 miles a day, it's cross country, it's sleeping truck stops. And, you know, this data, and particularly the data in this project, is, is teaching me that there are a lot of trucks, um, you know, maybe not a majority, um, but there are a good number of trucks that run, um, you know, heavy routes, heavy duty tractors, but they only do 100 to 200 miles or less a day. And so those are electrifiable routes right now. Now, you know, and, and some of these tractors we're getting can clearly do that. Now, we, we got other total cost of ownership challenges there, but um, um, it's just a part of the business that I'll just say myself, I didn't know it existed as much as it does. And, you know, it's beverage, it's drayage, uh, it's a lot of these uh, applications. So uh, the data's proven that there is a place to take these, in this case, electric trucks faster. I mean, at the end of the day, right, I mean, there's a lot of things contributing to the shorter routes, right? I mean, ELD from several years ago, right? Um, and then also uh, driver shortages, right? I mean, there's a lot of drivers who want to be home every night. So I think that hub and spoke is continuing to be condensed um, over time as uh, these shippers, um, you know, plan out their, uh, or these fleets plan out their routes. So I always like to end you know, with something consistent in all these podcasts like I started, and that is just, you know, given your role and your experience, I mean, what's some advice you give for folks out maybe listening that, you know, maybe they're newer to the industry or maybe they've been here a while, but so much is changing and so much is going on. 
you know, what, what sort of some wisdom you'd, you'd impart on uh, the audience here? Yeah, so I mean, specifically with data, um, you know, and I mentioned this quickly earlier in the conversation, but, uh, you know, I, I'd strongly recommend that fleets continue to push the boundaries of what is possible. Um, I'm personally a big fan of the Freakonomics books, and uh, one of my favorite quotes is, fail fast, fail cheap. You might have nine failures, but, you know, the tenth one is uh, something that can have a dramatic impact on your business or, frankly, the industry as a whole. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, keep innovating and uh, keep pushing that envelope. Thanks for doing this, uh, Scott. Best to you, and um, have a good day. Uh, thanks, Mike, for having me. It's a pleasure. Freight Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends.